Yo, people. What's up, everybody? Hope you're all doing super awesome and enjoying your lives, making some awesome art, being creative and doing some really cool stuff. Uh, this is episode, man, these things are climbing up there. This is episode 204 with Eitan Zana, who is a concept artist. I've been following Eitan's work for a long time. Um, we are all kind of friends with one another's friends. And so it's the first time we've actually ever spoken, um, like beyond just chats and stuff. So it was really cool getting a chance to talk with him. And I just really enjoy his perspective, um, on just, Art in general, one of the things that I think is really refreshing when talking to Aton about his art and what he finds value in his art is that it doesn't matter about what program you're using or what button you're using or all these things, which I think I've probably mentioned so many times on this show, but it's great to hear it from another artist who's so adamant about it. And it's really great. He brings up a lot of points and a lot of reasons why his, the way that he approaches it, which is really cool and very refreshing. And to me, I really enjoyed it. So we had a really great talk about that. So if you're an artist who's getting hung up on something, or if like you feel you need to learn a certain program because you know, X, Y, Z is using it and blah, blah, blah. Um, that might not be the case. And, you know, as powerful and as, as amazing as ZBrush has been for so many artists, it's been really hard for me to learn it. And I brought this up and it's the same for Aton as well. Um, and I think a lot of it's just due to me not connecting with it. Um, but I don't want to necessarily bring this up as a rant against ZBrush because I think ZBrush is an incredible program. And once you understand it, it's one of the best programs at what it does. It's just hard. The learning curve is very high. Um, and so we ended up kind of migrating over to another program, which is like 3D Coat, which is much more photoshop based and familiar to those kind of processes of thinking and stuff so but anyways this isn't about programs and all that kind of stuff it was just really refreshing so that was one of the things we talked about that i thought was really great and worthy of bringing up in the intro um, we talk a lot about traveling and Aton's love of traveling how important it is to him and how important it is to like you know build your art around experiences and go out and do these like experiences with friends and build memories and look at nature as your inspiration and all these things rather than being like stuck and being insular inside your office and trying to find you know you know trying to paint a sunset that you've never really looked at you know so a lot of inspiration if you're a concept artist or an artist in general i think you're really going to love this and i think if you're just a creative person in general you're going to love this episode because you know a lot of the times with these episodes after doing 204 of these like a lot of similar commonalities kind of come up and that could be due to me being the host asking similar questions, but it's also kind of how things work. Even if I bring on like, um, you know, a composer or a sculptor or a painter, um, all in all it's, we're creating things and we're communicating, you know? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool things there. Um, a lot of little nuggets there. Talk a little bit about teaching, sharing knowledge, um, talk so that we talk a bit about audiobooks and um yeah video games a little bit we touch a little bit on the last of us and uncharted and his love of games and all that kind of stuff so i won't spoil it all here um but it's a it's a i, I really enjoyed this episode it was a lot to fun to put together and um a lot to fun a lot of fun to put it together and um yeah i'm just really stoked to have it for you guys to listen to and be a, enjoy another one of these 
So um, I'm going to stop rambling. It's going to be episode 204 with Eitan Zana. Let's roll. Well, thank you so much. Um, thanks for shifting the days too. My schedule is all over the place and juggles all over the time. So, and yesterday was my nine-year anniversary with my wife. So, yeah, I think Whoa. she would be pissed if I did a, ter- a podcast on our anniversary. So, I'm a little bummed you didn't prioritize me, but okay. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like this is a pattern with you. <laughs> it is. I disrespect my uh, my side pieces like yourself. So, <laughs> you know how you, you know, gotta you gotta have history with me to give you my time. So we've known each other for like four minutes. So yeah, what's the deal? Two minutes and thirty eight seconds and counting. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I appreciate the flexibility and making it happen. So yeah, yeah, man. Thank happy you. to happy to come on this thing. It's rad to finally have you on here. I've been following your work for quite some time. Um, I got introduced to your work. I believe, uh, Mache introduced me to your work and, uh, at the same time it was like, dude, check out these guys. And I hadn't heard of you guys, you and John. And, um, there's another awesome painter that you guys hang out with. He has a unique name. It's, I'm, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Shoddy. Nick, Nick. Shoddy. Oh, Shaddy. Yeah. yeah. Shaddy. Yeah. So, Hey, you guys are freaking pixel wizards. So, uh, but it was really cool. And then like, just kind of seeing, the thing I really appreciate is your ability to kind of share what you love and then your transparency with your work too, which is awesome. Cause you, you also teach and you do tutorials, which is great. I uh, bought a couple of yours. still need to go through them. I buy way oh. more tutorials than I watch. <laughs> Dude, that, I think that's everybody. You just like acquire them. You need the precious gems. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like one, one day I'll watch it, but like maybe I'll, absorb the power if it sits in my library. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's really cool to kind of share techniques and I'm like really honest about how I work. And I, that was a reaction to kind of growing up and people not telling me how they would work or they're being <laughs> a little cagey and not wanting, you know, people to know that one day they'd turn into competition or something like that. And I, I think that's like a, some bullshit. I don't hmm. like that. So as a response to that, I try to be like super open, like any workshop I go to, it's just like, here's everything I know as much as I can tell you. Beautiful. That's a very mature outlook on art. And I think what you're referring to is like what I would say is like more of like an ego based old world thinking approach to art. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think like, uh, I don't know if everyone that did it had like a super ego, but I think there's definitely some insecurities there or some desire to like stop learning on their part. And they're like, come on, everybody just slow down a little bit. Like, I don't want to tell you this because then I don't know anything now. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, you get frustrated and you're like, oh, all these youngsters, (laughs) these kids know all this stuff. And dude, I'm like, you want to be, you want to like compete with me? That's awesome. Like then we can be colleagues. Yeah. You know, then I can learn something from you later down the line. So I really don't mind telling people stuff because one day they'll come back to me with some cool shit and I'll learn from them. Yeah. I think that's a very high level way of thinking about and approaching art because I think that's when you learn the most, when you're the most open because you don't get hung up on things. You know, I learned that from Vitaly. Vitaly really taught me that fundamentally. Yeah. Um, Because nobody can touch his output 
at the rate he pushes. So <laughs> yeah, he, he, doesn't he doesn't have competition. <laughs> he has zero competition. Like there's a couple guys that try, but they're like, they just can't, his output is in this another realm. And I think because he's so open and he doesn't care and about that stuff, he puts his energy elsewhere, which is like constantly learning new things and humbling himself and trying new things. And, um, I mean, yeah. he definitely has his niche, but I love that part about it. And that's something that like when I grew up, I don't know how old you are. I'm 36 now. When I was grew up, there was like, there was Bob Ross, you know, that was it. Right. <laughs> we had Bob yeah. Ross and then I'm this, 16. So, okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hang up now and we'll talk in about 30 years. We'll, I'm, I'm 31. I just turned 31. Oh, so we're not too far away. And no. once you hit thirties too, it's like, there's a quite a, I don't know. People always tell, told me that. And, and, and people tell me too, like, wait until you turn 40, like, all these paradigm shifts that happen to you and your body. But I didn't realize it until, yeah, it's like, Oh, I'm mid thirties. Okay. I'm starting to see what people are explaining all this whole time. You know, <laughs> you're like, Oh, my sciatica. <laughs> oh, my, uh, my, my back. Yeah. My joints. Oh, my joints. Yeah. Literally. I'm like, I'm stretching right now where we're doing this. <laughs> I have no, a sit I, and stand I, desk. So I'm doing that workout. Oh, stuff. no way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I tend to be uh, pretty optimistic with that, like I, I'm excited to, you know, keep aging and uh, so far every year has been better than the last, thankfully. Like it's, it's been, it, 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 they all have their ups and downs every year, but I think like overall it, there's a lot of benefit and improvement every year. And I want to just keep that going and like keep a good attitude about it and not get bummed out just cause I'm growing up. Smart way of approaching it. I, I always remember the story that I remember hearing somebody saying about like their mom who was a nurse and they would, she would always say like age is a frame of mind because she would, she would help all these older people and she would see differences in people. Obviously there would be like older people, like maybe 60 and they had this like horrible mentality of their age and always complaining and blah, blah, blah. And they would die young. Whereas like there would be like these super spry, like 90 plus year olds that were like, Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing better than I deserve. I do good. You know? And, and they have such a better life because they approach it that way. You know, it's yeah, hard. I'm it's gonna, hard to do though. I'm going to live forever though. <laughs> well, you are 16 going on 31. Yeah. So, well, cause I eat acai bowls. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, usually <laughs> that's a regression act. So yeah, I heard that like Elon, it, is talking about putting that in AI, fusing it into the Neuralink thing that he's developing as acai Neuralink balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's, I think there's some footage of him laying in like one of those uh, deprivation chambers with a, a IV to a um, a bowl of acai. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, I invented that. Oh, okay, yeah, it's called yeah. the Aton Chamber or something. <laughs> yeah. That's my technology. Oh, okay, shit. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it. It is like I think it is cool to see you know where where the future is going to go with technology and stuff, and I I do have a feeling that maybe in a generation or two we will live a lot longer just because of medical advances and you know crazy shit like that. Yeah, it's said that there's a person amongst us that's going to live to 200 at this current day, which yeah, is crazy. I, I believe I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, man. Hey, if you want, if you believe it, you can make it. If there's anybody that can do it, it's an artist with the imagination. It's, it, it's just about your attitude, you know? Yeah, and acai bowls, too, as we mentioned in the, <laughs> in the Aton Chamber. 
So yeah, yeah, no, but it's That's true. Awesome, That's one thing I was, I wanted to also, it's something that a topic that comes up quite a bit in this podcast. I'm actually going to be doing an art, art cafe. I call it fart coffee. It's art cafe. It's Maché's podcasting. Nice. But I call them, I call it fart coffee. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do, be doing it with them soon and it's going to be mainly focused around, um, what we perceive as being the future of art at this current oh, day. Yeah. Cause it's very, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm curious what you think, but we're in the second Renaissance, but the Renaissance is also introducing AI and, uh, machine learning and all these kind of things that I think that, you know, people like Da Vinci couldn't even perceive would be a reality. And sure. they're happening right now, right here with us. Um, what do you think about all that stuff? Like technology, the new stuff that's coming out, like, there was a link that Maché sent me about like NVIDIA's new AI, like picture builder thing. Do you see yeah. that? Yeah. What, what I do you think, think of that? I am always excited by technology. Like I don't ever get bummed that someone is using a new technique. I just get mad and I'm like, you fucker, what is that? Tell me, like teach me <laughs> because to me it, it doesn't fucking matter. Hmm. Once you decide that you're going to do art on a computer, that it's over. Like there's no fucking rules and mm. being a purist is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I like, love it. <laughs> like just, just chill. It's about having a good idea and like having a good sense of color and shapes and design and who fucking cares Yeah. if you're using a brush or a 3d program or AI, whatever. It's like, let's just make art. Just chill out. Let's make I'm right some there cool with shit. You. I'm right there with uh, you because I, I sort of developed that attitude when I started working at Naughty Dog because I was like, how come all the other departments don't give a shit? It's a dog what? pound that you work at, right? We're like, yeah, the dog, the dog pound. Yeah. It's a, it's a pet store slash porn company. Oh, okay. Naughty that's, Dog. That's, that's right. Those are the two things that people ask when it's, I say I work at Naughty Dog. It's, it's like, like water marks on, on Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that porn or dog <laughs> stuff? What does that mean? It's a weird name. <laughs> it is a weird name. Sorry, I interrupted with a stupid nah, joke. No, it's all good. But you're talking about like who cares about rules and, and when. Yeah, because like the 3D artists are using photo scans of landscapes and the animators are using mocap data from the actors and they're scanning their faces. And none of them are like, you didn't ZBrush it from scratch, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, you didn't model that rock. Like, uh, no. I hate just those about, guys. <laughs> right. Well, they don't work there. <laughs> well, they don't work, period, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like you can be a purist if you want. Go ahead. Go die on that hill. That's fine. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, if they don't have rules, why did we decide? I don't know who fucking told me this. But when I was growing up looking at art online, it would just be like, oh, you did that? That's cheating. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> we're using a computer. We already have control Z and color pick. It's over. There's yeah, no it is over. Like if we're not, I'm not saying I'm an oil painter. No one thinks I'm a fucking oil painter. So there's no cheating. I'm a digital artist and I do stuff. By the way, that's for a product that yeah. is made entirely in 3D. So... <laughs> Who fucking cares how we got there? Nobody sees my concept art in the game. It's just a 3D game. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like, so I'm just trying to make the thing happen. I'm trying to make an image to get the team stoked, to push the direction in one way. Nobody has come up to me and been like, I don't like this concept because you used a photo in it. <laughs> it's got a bad UV. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, 
they say cool or not cool. That's it. I wonder why people are like that. Cause I had the same criticism from this one guy. I think it was like, I made a quick short film with my friend, Chris, and it had some of Vitaly's like kit bash buildings in it. And he criticized me for using them. And he said, uh, it was like cheating basically. And I was like, not really. Cause it fit the, what I wanted and it's, and it was fast and it got what I basically what I wanted out of it. And then he went on and started ranting. And I said, well, you know, unless you're coding all the programs in your computer and you're building your own operating system and you're building the computer itself and the chips and the hardware, you're basically doing the same thing as I am. Then you're, you're, you're yeah. making work off of something, you know, go yeah. up to like a construction worker and be like, dude, power tools. That's <laughs> kind of bullshit. You should do it medieval style. Yeah. Like hammer and chisel that shit. Yeah. You lazy ass. Yeah, otherwise it's cheating, man. Yeah. Um, but we've just, that's how progress works. I think like yeah. we just decide there's one way to do it better. And then a few people are like, Hey, wait, what happened to hammer and chisel? This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to be out of a job. <laughs> Pretty much. Or you, yeah. or you could say, Oh, hell yeah. Now I, can just do it a lot quicker and just worry about the design of the thing rather than the technical, you know, the floor to get in there has yeah. been, has been lowered. Like it, it's a lot easier to make the art. So the floor has been lowered, but also the ceiling has been raised and the potential is like getting higher and higher every year as, as new technology comes out and new artists discover new, new ways of thinking. It just keeps pushing. And that's where, I get so excited. It's like seeing Same. what the future is, seeing people blend multiple programs together to make an image gets me so fucking excited. Same. I love it. I love when you guys, especially like it's a few artists I follow that I just get super pumped on. You are one of them. And then John as well. I love seeing you guys like use 3d coat. It's like 3d coat is such a gem. It's like kind of like a weird hidden gem people. It's weird. Everybody is like all over ZBrush. I get why, because it's been around for a long time, but I, it's such a difficult program to, to use. I'll tell you, man, I tried to learn ZBrush three fucking times. I'm on five, I, five times. Yeah. yeah. I just pieced out. And yeah. then my coworkers showed me 3d coat in about an hour. Yep. Game over. And it's Photoshop. That was it. And then I was like, I can do anything now. Yep. I can make fucking anything. Yep. And all that matters is like the idea now. I can just think of it and I can create it very easily in this program. And to me, it just opened up like a whole nother fucking universe. It's of, like I'm talking to myself here. Making. This is a very dynamic conversation <laughs> for, for fans that like me are going to love this episode. People don't. It's going to be a hard thing for them to swallow. Yeah. But no, no, that's dude. A hundred percent. It's such a, it's one of those programs that you're just like, Oh, you're an, you're an, you you enable me. This is a program that enables me. It doesn't hinder I, me. Yeah. I really felt like I got power leveled because of that program. Fuck. Yeah. It's a powerful dude, program. It, was it has so its cool. quirks and its issues, but like once yes, you get around it's it, buggy as shit, but yeah. who cares? Like they'll work all of them out. are. Yeah. And yeah, I have, I have a lot of confidence in it too as well. Cause I think it's, 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 if they continue to develop it, it's such a great resource for artists. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, it's so cool because I'm now just making every asset in the image. So rather than like painting it, I just have an idea and I make a kit bash set for yep. me and then I'm just moving it around like Lego. Yep. And I'm like, I created everything in this fucking image from it's scratch. Like it's, I don't, I'm even 
like using less photos now because I don't have to. I yep. just bridge the gap. I just made the thing and then I'm texturing it. I just learned a substance painter. I'm like, oh, cool. It's a fun program too. Pretty easy. And I created the model and then I'll light it in Octane. I'm like, I created fucking everything. Yep. And I didn't touch the brush yet, like before even starting, you know? You said it perfectly because back in the day, I didn't do a lot of photo bashing because it just wasn't a thing that I connected with mostly, but it's incredibly powerful. Like, Mache is so good at bashing with photos and same like guys like Aaron Beck and stuff and you and John, I'm sure like, but I think you're right. It's, it's like the technology has gotten so good with the GPU and Octane and Redshift and all these different GPUs. We're so lucky to have these tools because it removes us from having to be like, Oh fuck, I got to go on Google and like, hope I find the good lighting photo that will match. And yeah. then your art and is like inferred by what's available rather than, no, I want to make my new thing. And that's like from things that I build and then you're getting more genuine versions of whatever is in your head. Yeah. And it's, it's not to say that like, you know, I don't work with photos cause I, I definitely still do that on top of everything, but it's just yeah. the starting place is now much closer to the finished image before I've even gone to Photoshop. And rather than, you know, like you were saying, scouring the internet for photos, I'm mostly going on Pinterest and, and just getting things that are inspiring ideas. Yeah. So I'm great. not like using them in the painting. I'm just looking at stuff to make assets now. And I, I think it's really cool to be creative in a different way like that. Cause I, I never enjoyed modeling like traditionally polygons tough, and stuff. Oh. I really don't like doing that. And yeah. this like was a way to making. just yeah, exactly. Like this was just, it just lined up exactly with how my brain works and it's just like sculpting in clay or something. It just feels very organic and natural and so much fun. Yeah. I love it. I love using the tinker brush, whatever the snake tool and tinkers. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. dude. I have a couple things that I, um, so Francois, my friend, Francois friendly robot and I were almost done with our next film. I can show you some stuff of it if you want to see. And then oh, I also yeah. did a bunch of stuff for um, my friend Anthony has a feature film that he made. We have these really amazing sequences in there. So I can't wait. But we used a lot of 3D coat in there. And I see all you guys doing this. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to show you guys what I've been doing because I'm so excited because these programs, they do that for you. They enable you to like, I think with 3D coat, once you understood it, which the, you're right, the learning curve, it takes, I felt like it took me a couple of days to kind of get the essence of it. Um, because I kept rethinking about it in a different way because I kept going, Oh, where's the fucking hyperloops and all these shit that I right. learned in ZBrush. And I'm like, I got to unlearn all that. Yeah. Uh, and I also had like an expert showing me for an hour. So that's a little different. Yeah. Dude. You know, I mean, when you, there's nothing like having a direct source when you're learning something like if there's ever oh, yeah. a way to learn something, it's like from a professional or dude, then it's like you're playing with fire instantly, you know, just like, the best. The worst thing is like scouring YouTube and like failing and getting frustrated uh, for months. Yeah. But I <laughs> yeah. think that's like one of the best parts, you know, about working where I do yeah. and, and like, I'm jealous of that. My, my whole, my whole outlook on being open. It's that same thing because someone will show me a program for an hour and it like changed my fucking life. Yep. And then I feel like, okay, now I owe them. Yeah. Right? Like smart. I got I got to show them some stuff and then it, it just kind of, you go back and forth. And even when I was in uh, art school, it was like me and, and four other guys just really trying to push each other and like 
constantly walking by each other's monitors and being like, what the fuck? What is that? How do you do that? Show me. <laughs> I love and, that. And, and it's just, you get this like pressure cooker yes. of learning. And I, I love that so much. And I, I really, I hope that never goes away. I hope I like continue to have a community of, of friends where we're like super open about that. We don't, we don't all just get bitter. <laughs> I love that. I miss that. I find sometimes I do get bitter or stagnant. I miss that so much because that if you have a healthy studio thriving environment, there's really no substitute for it. And your growth is accelerated like so fast because you're just in a healthy way. Not like, I mean, obviously there's, it's, I like it sometimes uh, like in a funny competitive way, like, ah, fuck, I'm going to blast you now. But uh, all the joking aside, it's like, if you're helping one another grow and get better and sharing techniques, it's like iron is sharpening iron. And then you can get good by yourself, but you can get really good very fast. I think with the guidance and assistance and help from others, it's just, there's nothing that substitutes it. I think it's such an integral part of our experience as humans, you know? Absolutely. And it's like, I work well when there's a bit of friendly competition where you're yeah. trying to, you know, when, when you show them something that you make them go, Oh fuck. And then they <laughs> come back and show you another one. You're like, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> like I'm going to get to work right now. I'm going to try to outdo you. <laughs> and I, I just fucking love it. I wish, I wish that never goes away. That's awesome. I love that. And it just shows that your level, were you always like that? I think, um, I think like early on in art school, I was not, and I was very protective, jealous. And yeah. And I would yeah. like see somebody that was doing better figure drawings than me. And I'd be like, well, uh, he probably can't do props as well as me. <laughs> There's some, I wouldn't like say it, but sure. in my mind I was, you know, I was immature and I think very insecure and unsure of myself and yeah. very, you're kind of worried in school about you know, landing the job. So once that happened, I was like, Oh, I don't really, I'm not like going to be all petty anymore. Cause I think I was just being kind of desperate and like, you know, trying to make excuses for myself. Sure. Well, you don't, you've realized you don't need to compete, you know, you can silence that, um, insecurity, I guess. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think like I just compete in different ways and I, I, to me it's, it's more, uh, more just that, that community competitiveness, then, yeah. then like really there's no like malice or negativity to it in my friend group. It's just really like, let's all get awesome together. It would be so cool. I get stoked when, I mean, I, I obviously get mad when somebody posts something really good. <laughs> mad in a good way though. I know what you mean, right? You're yeah, just like, I'm just like no, <laughs> that should be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm yes. like, you son of a, and then like a minute goes by and then I'm like, all right, dude, that's really awesome. Can you actually show me how you did that? Yes. That's super, that's blown my mind and that's super cool. And hopefully like I, I earned enough credits over the years that they will show me. <laughs> I'm like, can I cash in those chips now? What's a recent time, time that that happened to you where you saw a friend or somebody's art that you were like, what the heck? You got really inspired or motivated from. Oh, I, I think every day that happens to me. Really? So yeah. how do you get that source? Do you go on like these, uh, I call them like watering holes, like ArtStation or Instagram or Pinterest? Yeah, it's like, uh, what's well, the guys at work, definitely. And Facebook Messenger. So there's like two or three people that message me every day. Like we message each other and it's just no, almost no talking. It's just screenshots of what you're working on. Oh, interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they won't say, 
hey man, can I show you this? Cause we've been doing it for like years. Sure. So they'll just be like, dude, I learned how to make fire in 3d. I'm like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll wake up to sweet little nuggets I love in my, those. in my messenger. And yeah, like, uh, the artist, Paul Chattison, you know, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. Me He's and awesome. him and, uh, Florent Lebrun. Lebrun. I don't know. You know that guy? He's oh, he's so fucking awesome. But how do you spell his name? It's it's spelled Florent, F L O R E N T. Yeah, and then last name? L E B R U N. Lebrun. Lebrun. Laurent. You have to say it with a loose jaw. It's Florent Lebrun. Florent Lebrun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, something yes. like that. Yes. Oh, cool. You did some um, like Akira stuff. This is cool. Yeah, he's he's really fucking awesome. So the three of us, like, we all just message each other all day, and it, it's super exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Seeing what those guys are working on, because I really, you know, I really respect their work, and they each have really cool, unique styles. That it's kind of cool to get that influence from from, you know, different aesthetics all day. Yeah, well, it just motivates you. I have the same thing um, with a couple of friends. Mache is one of them, and Anthony is one of them. And sometimes I'll just like. I know he's going to be like, fuck. So I'll just like, we have this thing where we just say, Oh, period. Hello. Like, Hey, hello. <laughs> you know, and just like drop a fucking nugget on him. <laughs> hello. Yeah. And then we're just like, we're, it's, a, lot, a lot of us, we usually just call, you call each other bitch. Like, Oh, you bitch. <laughs> oh yeah. We just post gifts that are like sexual. So it'll just be, it'll be like melting ice cream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. It's so, it's so good though. So good. Fucking Vince McMahon from WWF. <laughs> his, his reaction faces. We that's, just post those all the time. That's awesome. That's cool yeah. that you have that. It's so important to have a support group, I think. So many times and so often, I'm sure there's people that are listening to this that maybe you're like, I don't know, in the Philippines or something and on like a, a part of, of the world that doesn't have this like ready at your fingertips and you're like, I really need that it's good that you have the internet and the ability to connect with people and learn alongside them. Um, and it's cool like to see somebody at your, your level and Paul's level and stuff and seeing you guys constantly push one another. And I think that's a testament to, to, to the fact that you really, you guys really do love what you do, you know, and how important yeah, it is. Like, you know? it, it's, if I wasn't working on a project, I would still do art. That's what I always tell people like, even if I, I didn't have a job doing this, it's not like I'm going to stop wanting to make cool images. That's just, that's just part of who I am. Yeah. I just want to create stuff. Have you always been like this? Have you been doing art since you were young? I started doing art towards the end of high school, like junior year Hmm. of high school. Um, what did you do prior to that? Were you into music or something or I kind of didn't have a thing. And I was like, super concerned because everyone had a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm not like, I like video games. So maybe there's something there. And there were a couple other artists at my school and I was like, I'm not even as good as them. Sure. Like, fuck. It's intimidating, right? Yeah. I was like, all right, there's only like three or four of us, but I'm still the worst. But I, you know, looking back on it, I'm so glad I was the worst one. Cause I got to just ask them what to do all day and like <laughs> learn from them. Right. Cause I, yeah. it, it would suck to be the best one out of four. You never want to like, be the I, best. No, no I, I never want to be the best. No, yeah. I want to always ask people 
for advice and, you know, get a, another step up, another rung up the ladder, you know? Yeah. I think if you're ever the best in the room, you're in the wrong room, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you can only be there for so long, you know? I don't know. That's boring. Yeah. yeah, it's, there's, I feel like that's when you gotta, you gotta leave. Yeah. If you're like at, at a company and, and all the feedback is always just like, oh my God, this is so good. And no one has, no one is challenging you or anything like that. I think it's time to go. Yeah. Or you've evolved past it. Who would yeah. you say like current day, an artist that you feel is at the very top of their game, creme de la creme, like super good or exceptional at what they do? Um, I think like the, the two guys I mentioned for sure. Um, I've been obsessed with Chase Stone for a long time. Do you know that guy's work? No. Chase. Chase Stone is really cool. He has such a crazy level of polish and it's still like painterly and cinematic. I, I'm oh, wow. yeah. confused. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's like he's got a really great blend between 3d and paint. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I, yeah. Jamie Jones always, that's been there for forever. Um, yeah. Sung Choi also is like Hmm. incredible. That's cool. Do you know Sung Choi's work? I'm pretty sure I've seen his work. I'm trying to recall. He worked on, on some destiny stuff. Yes, really I've cool. seen some of his art. Yeah, he, you you guys have a similar style though, like a, like a similar feel from it. That's good. Yeah, I I taught him a little bit <laughs> in school. It sounds so. like he's got the same last name as you. So, guys, yeah. he's your son. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he was super good in school, so I didn't have to push him too much. I just gave him a couple suggestions, and he like murdered it. Nice. That's awesome. Are, yeah. do, when you look for, so you obviously have a bunch of mentors. What do you look for when you have, like for a mentor, do you, do they have to, you know, have a certain type of, you know, communicate properly or they have to have a certain level of work or uh, what do you look for? I think it's obviously I got to like their work, but there's so many people where I, I just don't click with their personality. Like yeah. if they weren't a good artist, I would never be friends with them. Like we don't get along. Yeah. And I, I think like it has to be both like, cause I think it, it's definitely the worst when you meet somebody and you're like, Oh no, you're so lame. Fuck. Like yeah. I really liked your work, but man, I like do not care for your personality at all. You know, it's tough, man. And it's, it's a, you know, don't meet your heroes kind of thing. It's, it's Ugh. happened a lot. It's, it sucks, but yeah. I think for sure, like if I, if I can click with them, if they have the same sort of interests as me, it's going to be, it's going to be forever friendship. Yeah. It's a great bond that you can have with somebody too, when you're like at that level and you can explain things quickly. And, um, because yeah. I always look at art as a, it's, it's like this very unique thing. It's another form of language, you know, it's a very unique form of language though. Like, I'm talking about like, in my opinion, when you remove any of these side things about like, okay, it's a video game and it has to do this, blah, blah, blah. There's art in that because that's a, that's a design choice decision thing. Everything's designed towards a outcome of a merchandise, a piece, an item or whatever. But when you're making art like completely for yourself from within yourself, it's like you're finding a way of communicating on a whole different level 
of who you are yeah. inside. And I always find Absolutely. that to be, it's the coolest thing to me because like I, multi, it's oh like yeah, multidimensional. No, no, that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree like a thousand percent and that's, uh, you know, something I talk a lot about like at workshops and stuff is I see so many artists where they're creating art just from a thing they saw. Yeah. Like just another, that's a, a phase. Bad, a, yeah, yeah. Like a bad version of someone's painting or they followed a tutorial to the fucking T and then they just post it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like slightly different. And I'm like, there's so much to this fucking world and all your entire inspiration is just other concept art. Like that's crazy to me because like all my buddies, we go on like trips and stuff and that feeds and fuels our desire to paint new things. And we learn so much about lighting and color and composition from kind of experiencing it outside of the world of video game art, you know? Yes. Yes. And I think it doesn't even matter if that's not your thing. Like if you're super into cars, you should be going to car shows and you should go watch a race and you should go to museums. Like don't just look at concept art for vehicle design. Go actually get obsessed about the root of it. Go learn about cars. So like for me, we do environment design. So the root of that is like going outside, going into nature, doing plein air paintings, like studying the world around us and getting fucking stoked about it. Yep. You have to live it. I think what you're talking about is, is something that used to really uh, upset me and anger me, but I, I stopped caring about that stuff because I find that it's actually, it's just a phase. We're all in different phases. And that phase of art is what I call like the mimic phase, you know, and mm-hmm. we all had that phase. I'm sure you did. I did. I think almost every artist, everybody that's listening to this, whether we know it or not, are willing to accept it or not. We all have a mimic phase. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And we, you're still mimicking nature. So same with me. So there's always a master to the mimic, you know, but of I get course. what you're saying. I think what you're saying is it feels so fucking lame um, when somebody just goes and they live there. It's like, like it's their inbred basically. And they're not giving to the community. I think that's what you're getting at. Right. Cause like, it's all about yeah, like, like feed it, the community. it doesn't do anything. It doesn't yeah. do anything for anyone. It yeah. just, if anything hurts the source because you'll yes. just see, you know, somebody just copied copies like John's tutorial or something and they post it. And then all these people who don't know that are like, Oh dude, really cool. Awesome painting, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it, and it, it sucks for John who like literally created that exact image. And of <laughs> course that artist doesn't say, Oh, this is from John's tutorial, by the way. They're just like, oh, thank you. I've been really, really practicing. So thanks for noticing. (laughs) Yeah. And and they probably have. And yeah, but you're right. It is. But at the same time, once you go out there and make those tutorials, that's a, that's like a thing we all have to do. Right. It's like, oh, for sure. That's why I love making tutorials. I actually hate making the process of making them horrible, but I, I love making them. So I go, okay, I'm done with this. That's a phase of me. That's now done. I'm going to oh, the next thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, you, you can copy that. I'm 10 steps ahead. So yeah, go ahead. exactly. Also, yeah. also you paid for the privilege to copy it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. please enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. And but yeah, it's just, it's more like, I guess what I'm saying is when I watch a tutorial, I try to do like a project or yeah. do like a new thing based on what they're showing. You and have I, to. I don't yeah. get anything out of just doing what they're doing because they already solved it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good way of approaching it. I think that is the way to approach it. And I think it's just because you're at a different stage of the level of the art, you know, 
like when I look at, so if I, maybe I try to figure out how to map this out because in the beginning of art is like you're fumbling to find yourself, right? And you're making mistakes. And then what you do is you'll look at, you'll latch yourself to something that you like. A lot of people when I was growing up is like Frank Frazetta was like a big, everybody bit Frank Frazetta, you know, like everybody It's like, Oh, like there was a formula that people found and they discovered it and they just kind of milked it and then they mimicked him. So there's like that mimic stage. The thing that's real bummer is like these people latch on, then they become byproducts. It diminishes Frazetta's name almost. And then they become like this sideshow, like a side piece, you know? And yeah. I feel bad for them because they never were willing to go far enough to go, you know what? I like this, but at the same time, I almost, I feel like I'm cheating myself. I want to go further, you know? And what is it like? So like, I don't know. I shouldn't even judge. I care. It's one of the things that I just have been doing recently is I'm really into photography but I do it as a hobby. It's like a thing that I do because I love photography. I really love it. And I think you probably do the same thing because it's part of your process. I have it on my, my list uh, for the show notes to talk about today with you, but photography, but I took a great risk because what I was happening is everybody knew me for like doing design for UI and all that kind of stuff. And I felt, well, photography is so far away from it, but I was like, well, who am I doing this art for? (laughs) You know, yeah. for likes or for myself. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, you know? And now it's funny is like people don't even like the design stuff I do as much as the photography. So it just goes to show that if you have a passion, if you follow it and if you're genuine and honest with it, I think there's an audience always for that. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. no one is going to tell you what to do. No one's going to well, tell you do. what to go get interested in. They try to. <laughs> oh, I mean, they try to, sure. But I mean, like, as a developing artist, no one's just going to say, hey, you should get really into mech design and then become the mech guy. Yeah. You know, like, you just have to figure out, you do have to do some exploration and figure out what you like. And I, I think, I guess what I'm speaking about is is there's so much art that I see where I'm like, I have no idea what you care about. Like what's your, it just looks like you're giving me a, a serving platter of art station. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know who I'm looking at. I don't know that you're stoked about any of this stuff. I feel like you're just doing it and asking like, is this cool now? Like, did I do it yeah. rather than being like, hi, this is my fucking art. Enjoy. Yeah. Those are the outliners you're talking about. Those are like, you know, the, the, the guys that you mentioned, um, you know, the, the those are the ones that, are really setting the trend. I I talk about this with Mache when we talk It's like, I always talk about digital art pre um, Craig Mullins and post Craig Mullins, you know, (laughs) and Craig Mullins really was like the one guy that was like, Oh, this is cute. Here you go. And everybody's like, Oh, okay. So it's not like really shitty GIF art. It's actually can be painterly and really unique. And, and I think the, the beauty of what he did is he mastered art, and quote in quotes because nobody can master it, but he managed to handle it very well. The, the basic constructs of what art is, and then he took it and translated it to digital. He didn't do anything different necessarily. He just translated his skills to another language of another formal language, which sure, is great. Yeah, I mean, he did. Of course, he did a unique thing, and it's very powerful. And like, I mean, dude, imagine if if he didn't do it, some way was eventually, but he did it, and he should be credited for it, and it's awesome. And he really paved the way for all of us, really. A lot of this, a lot of the cases, you know, for the digital art world, you know, Dude, we have to start saying like 
It, it was 1996 BCM before <laughs> Craig Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, you know, it's like, it's, there are certain artists. And, and the thing is, I think it's like, it's like when you look at, when you look at your life and you look at adversity and if you run away from it, then you're not contributing. But if you run towards it and you wholeheartedly put yourself at it, it might be really difficult for quite some time, but you're going to be remembered. You know, there's a reason mm-hmm. why he's still spoken about. I don't, I haven't looked at his art in years. The last time I remember looking at his art is because somebody went off on like some tirade about him using like a painting as a reference to put a painting on. Oh and I, God. And I was like, who cares? Oh, no. Who cares? Cause it's like, well, <laughs> I love pearl clutching in art. It's, it's so funny to me. It is like, weird. It's, I can't believe it. <laughs> Digital artist. Ah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, do you remember that whole fiasco? Like he yeah, used to, he and used then like he was a, like, oh, that was a personal painting, so who cares? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, he's like, I'm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And he's like, it was a study for an oil painting I did. Here's the oil painting. Enjoy. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> and he just like drops the mic and leaves. I think true people that understand art and don't get hung up on this kind of stuff don't really care. Um, but I find it fascinating. You know, a topic that was coming up the other day. I'm very curious about what you think about it, which is um, Banksy. What I do you think it. of Banksy? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice response. That's I'm right there with you. Now, what do you think this whole Banksy thing? Banksy. I haven't thought about Banksy in a long time. He's still uh, like making stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's making stuff. Uh I think it's Or she, I don't know. I don't think they've identified. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I I saw that documentary. That was the last time I Exit the gift of shop Banks. or something? Yeah. So that was a while ago that I've yeah. considered Banksy, but supposedly yeah, he was Mr. Robot or whatever that guy is or whatever. Oh, Mr. Big Brains no or something. I forget. Fucking large anus, whatever his name is. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was getting tattooed the other day and there was like this show and they were talking about him on the TV there. And I was like, what the heck? I don't know. But I was just curious what you thought about that because that's another form of art, but it's also in the same realm because it's creating, you know? Yeah. Visuals. I mean, I, I like the idea that nothing is sacred and like everything can be, kind of critiqued and made fun of. And like, I, I agree with that a lot. Like I think all the people that we say are masters or whatever, and then you kind of get these like goggles on where you can't look at things objectively anymore. Cause you're like, no, like, you know, even Craig Mullins and stuff, like it'll be like, no, it's perfect. Cause Craig did it. I'm (laughs) like, Oh no, but like, there could be, there could be mistakes. Yes. with everybody. And like, there's a lot of old, old masters in quotes that I think fucking suck and their art is boring. And yeah. like, I'm glad that people call them legends and shit, but I think it's okay to say like, I don't like that artist. That's cool. You yeah. can just, that's fine. But like when you get all caught up in the hype, I think you lose all your fucking senses when you get so like, Oh, they're the best. They're everything they do is fucking perfect. Like let's, let's keep our art brains on always and just be like, Oh, I don't like that. Or I don't like how he handled that. You know, it's okay to say that. A line that I use a lot when it refers to people's opinions is, is one that my friend taught me and it's a really great one. And he said, other people's opinions of me have no, are no business, business of mine. I thought that was so Oh yeah, amazing because a perfect example is like, uh, I don't know, like when the dark Knight came out, like those, uh, the Chris Nolan Batman movies, 
I went to the theater and I watched them and I'm a big Batman fan. I was like, wow, cool. Like this is so fun. And I really enjoyed the experience. And I tried to watch one of them the other day and I was like, I can't watch this. I don't, like <laughs> it wasn't. And I felt like such an asshole, but I was like, oh man, the script is driving me nuts. These one liners are crazy. Um, Christians like shitty Batman voices. It was super annoying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it, yeah, it, 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 you probably like grew out of it. I right? grew out exactly. And what I'm getting at is it's not that it's bad. And there was a time when I really loved it. It just means that I'm changing and I'm growing. And that basically means that we all are growing and changing. I was telling my wife, she's like, oh, that's a bummer. You don't like it anymore. I'm like, no, I don't. It's not that I don't like it. I was like, I don't watch Pee Wee's Playhouse anymore. I used to love yeah. it as a kid. So it's like, I'm not supposed to like things that I liked. If it if I did, that would mean it's almost like the same equivalent. Like if you look back at your high school art and go like, wow, that was good. Wasn't that good? Like, yeah. whoa, 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 you're doing it wrong here. I have some yeah, friends that I went to high school with that are still like doing the exact same art that they did in high school. I'm like, well, okay. Oh yeah. I know countless people. Isn't that like weird? That. Why is that? It's, I think you get, you get stuck in that and you get so attached to your like sense of self and you're like, my art is what defines me. So I, it's so precious to them that they yeah. just can't let anyone tell them what to do or change the way they're doing it. It's so weird to me, but I, I honestly don't know how it happens, but there's so many people that I went to school with or artists that, you know, we all started doing art at the same time. And I'm like, you just stood still and there's a marathon going on. I don't know what happened. Yeah. You're just making art the same fucking way still. Like <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. The same drawing, same style. I'm like, Whoa, that's weird. You know? And it's not like they're doing it the same way and it was awesome. Like no. you were supposed to get better and it just, what happened? Like you just, <laughs> you just gave up or something. I don't know. We probably sound like some elitist pigs on here, but that's okay. We're not. I, at least I don't think we are. <laughs> it's just, no, I, I think, I think, uh, it's a legitimate problem I, though. I've noticed I, that. Yeah. I guess I'm more talking about like the, the people that don't take feedback. That's what I'm yes. sort of talking yeah. about is like they get so attached and defensive that they stay the same and they're in a rut. And I'm not, I'm not saying like people whose art is bad are stupid. I'm just saying these oh, specific people, okay, you said it. Yeah, they're stupid. Okay. <laughs> he said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm just saying like when you get to that point where you're like, I'm dismissing feedback cause it hurts. Yeah. So I'm not going to let it in. Like you, you stopped, you're, you're dead in the water now. Well, feedback at first does hurt because I think, Oh, of course it hurts. And yeah. anytime someone says something bad in a comment, I want to kill them. <laughs> but then, yes. you know, clear heads prevail. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. First, I internet stalk the shit out of them and I'm like, all right. That's one thing I do that's quite funny and stupid and childish of me. Whenever I get a critique from somebody, I go, okay, let me look at your art. And I look at it and go, this is fucking shit. <laughs> I go, ah, but I'm like, I always, it's like my joke. I always say I'm, I'm like North Korea with my social media. Like if people are, are acting out of line or rude or aren't polite, I treat it the same way. If like I was in person and somebody was like yelling at me in person, I'd be like, listen, step away from me. Or I'm going to punch your face, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. the same thing. Like on social media, I don't know why people don't understand this. It doesn't go away. It's online forever and it's, it's your identity there. So don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to, you know, really change my attitude about that because, you know, I got Do you have problems with it. 
I don't know why I got some some flack or like somebody sent me some shit and it oh, was yeah? very, tell me, tell very, me. very not nice. What and happened? It, it, it threw me for a loop. It was just like a lot of people just trashing my shit. Really? And yeah, and I was, was like, this recent oh, or you know, a while ago? That was a while ago. And it really fucked with me. And I was like, oh, this is what celebrities feel like oh, times, God. you know, like a million feeling it like times 50 million because everyone, every single comment is like, go fuck yourself. You, I'm just jealous like, of you. I hate you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so bunch I was of like, fucking haters. I was like, oh man, like the internet can take a turn on you pretty, pretty hard, right? Super like, fast. And it, yeah. this was just a handful of people. So I was like, imagine what an actual famous person feels. Yeah. Oh my like God. droves, like thousands of people oh saying, I, you fucking suck. Or like these like women, they're like, you're fucking fat or something. Like, geez, yeah, dude. It's, like, it's brutal. And yeah. I think I had to just like close it off and be like, I don't care unless like I don't value your opinion unless I fucking know you. Like I, if you're, if I only care what my friends think or about mama. my heart or your mama or my mama, but she likes <laughs> everything. She has my high school shit framed in her Dude. house. Like she's the number one fan. Mama Zana, baby. Yeah. yeah. You guys can try, but like you got nothing on Mama Zana. <laughs> dude that's interesting because yeah i think we've all kind of experienced it and that's good to hear i mean i love hearing that too not that you were in anguish or pain or have to deal no, with that. you liked hearing that admit it I, a little bit of blood went to my wiener i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the a beat, line the from beat. the office that i love so oh that's yeah. awesome <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows um you ever watch that one scene where they're talking about like they're both liking a girl i don't know it's a funny show but anyways i think i've watched that show five times now okay so when dwight's talking to andy and he's like i think they're talking about that new um secretary and he's like did a little bit of blood rush your penis as well or something like dwight says it it's like oh my god so clinical (laughs) so clinical like your your cheeks are blushing did did a little bit of blood rush your penis as well it's like oh it's it's like the best love that show (laughs) but that's interesting because yeah i've i've dealt with it as well and like hyper criticism of things that i've spent like so much hard work and time and effort and wanting it to be great and then just having people tear it apart and it's like yeah. Part of it's good. And I think like if I reference like the almighty bro Strogan, um, he says like, uh, which I think is a good evaluation is like, you need a little bit of that in your life to keep you grounded. A little bit of snake venom or what I think is what he calls it. Um, but too much of it is very damaging and too much of it at a certain age. What I mean by age is like your age with art as a language that you're using could yeah. be incredibly devastating, could destroy you. Absolutely. Like, I think, yeah, to that point, it's very important to have thick skin because that's how, you know, the work goes is that people don't have feelings. They rarely are going to say really good job, kiddo. Like, oh, awesome. Now change everything. They just go straight to the please change this and this and this. (laughs) And it, it can hurt a little bit. Yeah. But you do have to zoom out and realize like everybody's just trying to make a cool project. So yeah, they got hopefully they have an idea in mind that's going to make it cooler. And maybe by the end you'll be like, Oh, that's why it wasn't like a personal attack on me. They just wanted some different art. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. I guess like what happened to me was just more like people just trashing me and it really you like personally or your art. Yeah. My art. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. hard to separate yourself. If exactly. You're passionate about, yeah. yeah. And it, it just really like threw me for a loop and I sure. like, couldn't, 
really focused on doing art. I had so much anxiety about it mm. and I was, I kept thinking about it and I would go back and like read the post again, like months yeah. later. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like yeah. what's happening? Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like there's some self-destructive part in all of us. I have the same problem. To know, like yeah. you want to know why, because I want everyone to like me. Yes. Like, why, why do you hate me? Well, why would you want to have anybody not like you? You know? Yeah. That's it's, always been my logic. I'm like, well, I want people to like me. And yeah. people are like, well, not everybody's going to what? Well, I don't want to be their friends then if they don't want to like me. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, I only want to be around people that I can help be better and they can help me be better and we're better together. And yeah, but, it's, but yeah, it, it, it like totally changed how I use social media. And I was like, oh, okay, this is now a professional thing where I'm just yes. going to post work. I'm not going to ever use Facebook and be like, boy, that was a good Game of Thrones episode, huh? And just nope. like let people say that it wasn't because I'm like, I don't fucking care. Exactly. Random guy from Texas. I don't fucking care what you thought. Like, I'll just tell my friends in yep. a text. Yeah. Hi, wasn't that an awesome Game of Thrones episode? And then they'll tell you, shut up, you, you fucking dick. And then, yeah. and then you'll go, well, okay, well, it's my friend. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> but if some matter. stranger from I, fucking Joe Schmo, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. That's it's just because we don't know how to use I'm this like, technology is why. And we're running yeah. into all these faults because we're thinking of it as an intimate relationship where it's not, it's basically an algorithm designed by marketers to keep us in a loop of our attention. And that's really what it is. Yeah. So Instagram is Twitter is they're all the same thing. They're free to use in their ecosystem to sell you things that you might need or might not need. And that's really at the core of what it is. There's also great things there, which is like inspiration and motivation and rage. <laughs> a lot they, of fail uh, videos. I follow mainly like race car stuff and corgis. So I get my fix on corgis because <laughs> corgis make me so happy. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you have the cutest thing ever. And then like the most masculine fucking hardcore. Fucking boners <laughs> out, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm a gearhead. Yeah. Freaking donuts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just driving my car too. I love it. So fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just another I, uh, outlet, another thing to love and enjoy and be pissed I, about. <laughs> I, I'm like so weird because I don't know anything about cars. I don't have a cool car. That's I've never weird. driven fast. You freaking weirdo. No, I know. That's good. Weird, but I've watched like every episode of Top Gear. I'm obsessed oh, with Formula well, One now. <laughs> interesting. Well, those are both really entertaining. You don't have to be in yeah. cars because Jeremy Clarkson and those guys are super funny and they're entertaining. Yeah. So it's not... Like my wife and I will watch that. She'll sit through that because she, yeah, it's, it's an awesome. entertaining show and it's not about cars necessarily. Yeah. That's the glue, but it, you don't have to be a petrol head to actually enjoy it. Sure. Which is cool. But I'm like, Oh, my battery doesn't work. Ooh, call triple <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Honestly, you're better off because cars are just like another addiction and they'll take you away from like other things like making art and stuff. So I just yeah, found for I me, don't it's need like any more distractions. No, of course not. And I wish I didn't have them, but it's like, you don't choose what you love in life. It's just how it goes. Yeah, that's true. You don't decide to no. like something. Your brain is just like, no, 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 this is it. And I need it. So it always like was, that was always like when I was a kid and that happened, I never like with the whole people like, Oh, you're gay. That's weird. Like that made no sense to me. That logic made no sense. Cause like, I always realized that in, in your life, you don't choose that stuff. It literally just happens. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm into art now. It's like, whoa, that's weird, <laughs> you know? Or, oh, I'm into dudes now, or I'm into ladies. I was like, well, that's just how life works. It just yeah, does like, it. Do you like chocolate or vanilla? Yeah, that's, it's like, it is what okay. it is. 
No, and we're actually going to outlaw chocolate now because oh, yeah. it's it's uh, it's immoral. It's too spicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's against uh, it's against our religion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I think, I think uh, it, it is a good point because I think a lot of younger artists think they have to like the same things as their heroes. No, and and that's that's not how you become great. It you become great by like showing everyone what you're super into yep. and making art like that because nobody yeah. else is like you. Nobody likes the same things that you do. So like really hone in on what you're passionate about and what gets you excited and make more art like that. Cause nobody, nobody's seen it yet. Yep. That's a super good advice. I hope if you're listening to this and you're having conflicts with that, literally take this advice because it's so important because you have to listen to this because this is a very important part of your journey and, um, yeah, I always tell people that too, when they ask me, Oh, what do you think of this? And they ask me to critique their work. And I always go like, what are you doing your work for? Like, what's the point? Cause I'll see some people's work and I go, you know, like it's technically well executed, but you would just be lost in a land of Behance and, and Pinterest. I don't feel your soul. What mm. are you interested in? Oh, I'm interested in blah, blah, blah. Well then fucking do that. Show that. Oh, I'm inter- interested in fashion. Well, fucking Show your yeah, fashion. That? Yeah, yeah. Show, show your fashion love in your concept art or your motion graphics or something, you know, like fuse it and like, oh, it's risky. Well, yeah, no shit. And yeah, for a like, while there, people are going to criticize you and they're going to, you're not going to get as much likes or whatever that stuff. But I, I guarantee you, if you put all your passion and love into it, it'll eventually spawn into something. It always does. Always. It always does. And, it's weird. and the crazy thing is too, is somebody out there is trying to make a project like that. Yeah. And always. so either now you, or in the future too. Yeah, yeah. Like someone's going to see it and say, yeah, let's get this person on our film. Yep. So I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if like you don't think it's popular or it's a thing that sells like someone's probably going to make a film at some point. Yes. With yes. that. Yeah. It'll either happen now or in the future. There's one thing I've learned too, as I, um, I just started getting into making music again and uh, I just got some stuff and, uh, and my friend's like, wow, okay, oh, that's kind of expensive, this and that. And I was like, you know, honestly, if there's ever anything in my life I'm ever going to invest in or double down on, it's me. Because like, oh yeah, the fuck Treat if I don't. yourself. Yeah, you have to. I mean, within reason, don't go crazy. And you don't need all these things just to start off and do it. You can still be capable without all the special tools. It good tools always help makes it accelerates the process. That's for sure. If you're yeah. aware of it, you know, like, because like, you know, you take a camera with the same lens and you give it to five photographers, they're going to give you five different photos. If you tell them to shoot the same thing, they're going to give you their perspective for the most part. And that's, what's unique about it. But yeah, another thing I've been learning over the years now is like, I invest a lot of my time, almost all my free time into my own personal projects. And you talked a bit about that project based learning, which I think is so important because if you don't if you don't put a project towards your learning you'll never like it'll just be like a like an everyday or like a random thing that yeah also like who wants to follow a tutorial where at the end of the day you got a fire extinguisher like who fucking cares (laughs) you know what i mean like don't just like think of what you wanted to make within the parameters of the program and try to do that yeah you're just learning a language i i was telling Mache the other day it's like things like that bug me so much it's like learning the word like learning the language of japanese and then only saying the word fart it's like yeah good job you said the word fart guy nice (laughs) you're gonna go far you're gonna go far but what i was saying is like i invest a lot of my time in these passion projects these films and these things and 
I've always doubled down on myself and, and every time, so I make like Epoch and all these things. And I can't say the details of these things that I've worked on in these companies, but they're huge. And they only brought me on because they, they'd never reference any of my client work. They only reference my own personal films. And I'm like, that has happened. Yeah. I think 90% of the time people hit me up. It's, they're like, we love this painting. And I'm like, Oh, personal every time. Yeah. And that's because they're like, we want you, we want to use your image. We want to use you to help us. Yeah. It get it gets me like really stoked because should it's like awesome validation because I think it's cool, but it's a, excuse me, it's a whole nother thing to have, you know, some company or client that I really respect be like, we love your personal work. I'm like, dude, you guys make the coolest shit. You made the coolest projects. That's so like, what an awesome compliment. Yeah. It's the best. The best compliment is to have somebody that you admire or, um, a company or something that you align with culturally, um, reach out and like your work so not so much. They want to pay you <laughs> to do it with yeah. them. You know, it's it like, it doesn't close, get better than that. Yeah. It comes close to having your mom frame it. Put it yeah. On the wall. That's, that's the number one, mama, number one spot. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's right next to that in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's good that you, I appreciate you sharing some of those like moments of social media too. Mitch a says you shred with the social media though, like the Instagrams and all that stuff. How did you teach yourself that stuff of the, the post and the swipe and the ups and the downs and the links and all that kind of stuff. Did you teach and yourself the that? Twitters and the hoo has and the Twitters and the hoo has. Yeah. These kids, these youngsters. I, yeah. I think I've always been like pretty savvy about how to market myself. And, uh, I do ask for a lot of help from, from people I know that are already like killing it mm. in that field. But yeah. I think I've always had a, a little bit of a knack for like knowing what kind of things to post or like how to get people to look at my stuff and just, I don't know. It's, it's not too hard. I just like figured out what images did better than, than others. And I was like, Oh, okay. I don't mind making images like that. So I'll just keep doing that. So that's what people are responding to or it's a good po- That's know. a good topic actually to talk about because a lot of times, and this is, might be contradictory to what we were talking about earlier is like letting the algorithm decide your art, you know, mm-hmm. is that a yeah, worry just, that you have as well? Um, not, not too much of a worry. Like I, I think hopefully the work stands on its own and, and people would think it's cool cause I think it's cool. So, yeah. uh, always, I, I mean, hopefully people agree, but like I did notice things with like brighter color palettes of mine or like sunlight tended, you know, tend to do a lot better. So yes. I was like, Oh, I definitely don't mind doing like sunlight pictures. So I just know I'm like, okay, if this, if this is going to be a true face melter, probably going to have some sunlight in it and not do like a dark ambient scene. Cause it just tends to pop a little bit more when yeah. people are scrolling at a hundred miles an hour, they might stop, you know, a little bit quicker if they or, see, or you're, you get caught in the other algorithm with people that like the moody dark stuff, you know? Shit. Yeah. And but I mean, go. I just, I just kind of do both, but I'll try to alternate. So it's not just one, one thing. I'm not just like repeating the same mood. I, I kind of yeah. try to, at least in my personal work, I try to always pick a different like major color that I'm doing so sure. that it's, there's some variety to it. And I'm just kind of going through the color wheel and been like, Oh, I never did a teal painting. Okay. So that goes next. And I'm like, okay, what would look good next to that? Maybe an orange painting. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's all fun to me. So I don't really care. That's good. It's, yeah. it's just having like a small little like parameter to work with, I think is kind of cool. And, and on 
on the subject of parameters, I just have like a little note thing in my phone and it's just two or three words of like little buzzwords that get me stoked. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it'll it'll just be something to get me started. Like you go girl. Yeah. It's like you are the motherfucking shit. (laughs) That's what it says. I'm like, yes. Okay. I got it. No, it'll, it'll just be like, you know, uh, like, Twisted Tree Temple. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That sparks uh, some ideas. They're like, sparks oh, joy. Do, do a magic shop. I'm like, okay, yeah, that'd be fun. And I don't <laughs> know like what it means, but I'll from there I can just kind of, you know, go on Pinterest and start looking for ideas or, or or do some sketches, some thumbnails to work it out. But I find that at the end of the day, I have like so little juice left. Yeah, you guys really on. grind hard at Naughty Dog, huh? Yeah, it, it's they squeeze it's you like, babies like oranges, get all that yeah, juice out. It's, it's very like give me that salt juice. I I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> um, it, it can be hard though because you put in everything at work because you're trying to make like the coolest fucking game, yeah. super polished concepts, all you this guys stuff. Do great, great work there. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, and, Be- beautiful. Uh, I still haven't played Last of Us. I have it. I bought a PlayStation just for it and I still haven't played it. <laughs> I suck. But I've <laughs> watched some good. of the playthroughs. And I'm like, geez. And like, I watched the trailer for the new one. I'm like, fuck, you guys are getting out of control over there. It's like really, really looking good. And I, I know that's like, that added, that's just tough, shit tons of hours, but shit tons of talented people. That's it. I forgot what I, what I was going to ask you is, um, the way that I create is when I make something, I usually see it and I call it like my mind's eye or I would visualize it or my third eye or whatever you want to call it. It's in my mind. And then I do it. I try to avoid the Pinterest thing, but it sounds like your creative process is you get the kickstart from seeing stimulation and then you go, how does it work? Do you sketch out your ideas? Do you see them? Is it one of the, is it like a combination of the, of the three? Yeah, it's, it, it can be anything. Like I, I don't really have like a recipe for it. I'll just, Sometimes I see an image or sometimes like I listen to audiobooks a lot mm, and they'll cool. just describe a place and and that. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like I bet probably not too many people have listened to this book or like have, you know, heard what this what this description is. So it's it's pretty unique. And maybe I can take that as inspiration and like, you know, add add 20, 30 percent, make it different, make it my own thing. Um, like the, one of the recent pieces I did is this like kind of like eroding kingdom thing. It's like a whole collapsing, uh, landscape Mm -hmm. and it it was, yeah, it was basically from like a fantasy book where, where that was happening. There was sort of this like magic explosion, this like storm and everything was disintegrating. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Never Mm -hmm. seen that before. That's awesome. And you get inspired from that then. So you kind of see it within your mind. Cause totally, I find that's yeah. a really important, powerful tool is to use your mind as much as possible. Cause then it really, and, like, really stimulates and gets you going, you know? Yeah. And I, I did that a lot as a kid, even before, you know, doing art, I was playing outside a lot with my brothers and, you know, we play with action figures or like make up stories and stuff like that, or like build stuff with Legos. So we were, we were very like used to making up scenarios and, and coming up with stuff from our imagination. Cause my dad was just like super wacky, nutty, creative guy. And he would just always make stuff up and say stuff and he'd be like, Oh, watch out. The floor's lava. You know, like, Aww. so we were always, <laughs> That's so we awesome. were always like, uh, kind of playing and stuff like oh, every, every, every Saturday pretty much we just play outside and it was a lot of fun. So I think that really fed into me, 
always coming up with stuff and like always imagining things. And a lot of the, my dad just gave me the best diet of like movies and books growing up. And it just really, really pushed me. Any unique ones that stand out to you when you think back in the movies or things that kind of resonated with you at a young age? Yeah. It's like full circle. Cause he would, he showed us Indiana Jones and it like my mind was on fire and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I get to work on the Indiana Jones video game basically. So it's like, this is fucking awesome. This <laughs> does is so he, cool. does he know? Does I mean, I'm obviously he knows that, but is he, has he, have you showed him the game and stuff? Yeah, he's, he's, he has a hard time understanding like what he's looking at cause he has not played a video game. So he's like, is it a movie or like what's going on? He's, he's super out of it technology wise. Sorry, I'm moving my table down. <laughs> I was trying to be, I'm muting my mic. So don't, you don't good. hear the sound because I, that's a lovely sh- sound. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like every, like, uh, I alternate the day because I often work like, I mean, probably same hours as you probably like 10, 12, sometimes 14 hour days. So like you can only sit for so long and you can only stand for so long. So I switch it up. So yeah. In my, I have like one of those like really nice Herman Miller chairs, but I've had it for a long time and it's starting to like fold into itself. So it's like eating my ass. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those wild chair adventures, but yeah. So, um, because Indiana Jones is a, is a masterpiece in and of itself. It's, it's like one of those movies that you can still watch now and it holds up so well. Um, oh, I, I not watch all of them, it but some of them, yeah. All the time. Like I love that series so much and, and getting a chance to work on a, a handful of Uncharted's was like dream come true. It was like, that's, that's why I wanted to work at Naughty Dog. And like, it was, that's what my heart was into. I really like was so stoked to work on that project. You guys are working on something new, right? Like a new IP? We're working on Last of Us 2. Oh, okay. Awesome. You can catch up. You still have time. Okay, good. Because it's not (laughs) going to be out for a while, right? I have no idea. Okay. That's right. You can't tell, huh? Yeah. You're getting trouble. Or you probably well, don't I, even know. I just, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you if I did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, stupid question for me to ask. Um, do you, do you play games as well? Yeah, I play games all the time because, uh, well, one, I love them. So that's like, that helps. just, uh, ever since I was a kid, I, I love video games. So I do that. And, uh, a lot of times it is to see what other people are doing. And to see, you know, what ideas we can use or what tech they're doing and try and try and like reverse engineer what's happening. Yeah. Or, or just have discussions with designers about things we like and don't like. And I think you don't have to play games to do it, but it is cool to have an honest conversation while, you know, everyone at work is playing the new game that just came out. And then you're discussing, you know, how that could maybe influence the next thing you're working on and like what aspects you like and don't like. And I I think it's cool to just be a little bit well-versed in that at least just, you could just watch videos of it and stuff. I think that's fine. Um, but it is cool to just have that kind of encyclopedia of information of like, Oh, I didn't like the gameplay loop in this one or I don't, you know, like all the terms and stuff I think are cool to discuss when you're working on a game. It's important to play it too. You can watch it, but it's, not the same thing. It's there's the, you rake the fifth dimension when you play the game actually, I think, or whatever yeah. the fourth dimension, because the interactive quality of it is super important. I've heard yeah. so many good things about the last of us. I think I'm, I think one of my worries of playing it is I simply don't have time for another part-time experience. You know what I mean? 
because I feel yeah. like it's it's I'm not really good at video games. Like I don't have a I've always played them. I mean, not always, but I played them a lot as a kid and I'd always be like the kid that would be frustrated or get like stuck on a game. So I, I think that's like it's something I'm super interested in, actually is um, frustrating video games. Hmm. And I I play video games on easy like all the time. Yeah. And I'm always like there's a missing link here for regular people where these games are not approachable for people that don't play games. Yep. And I'm really interested in games that are intuitive enough that like my mom and dad can play them. It doesn't yeah. exist yet, but it, I, I played I, journey journey had it. And it, yeah, journey had it. It's I, so my girlfriend played that and she doesn't play video games and she found it very frustrating. Still, Wow. Interesting. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, there's gotta be one that's like so intuitive like that it just feels right to play because I think it we're not there yet. But yeah. We're getting close. Well, Journey was as close as it got to not being frustrating for me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like what I started her on. And but yeah, like I, I think it's a super cool like side thing that I'm kind of obsessed with is like how games feel to play. Yeah. Like, it's the usability. Like, yeah. It's and, a and huge it's, thing. I, I would love to see more games get to that level where it's like there's like two buttons and it's so simple. And I think a lot of times for me, the games that I liked as a kid, like I don't really like them anymore because they're no. very complicated. Like Contra and, and stuff. I will throw a controller so fast at the screen when I play those games. Yeah. And it's just like we had an entire summer to kill. So maybe it was okay, but I'm sure. like, how am I going to like no. do this, all this customization? And there's like 500 things in my inventory and quests and all that stuff. And I was like, what yeah. if we just got rid of it and started from scratch again? Like what if you <laughs> just made a game from the ground up again, trying to be intuitive? Like what would that be like? I'm God, there's gotta be something out there. I'm sure somebody that's listening knows about a game or something. Mention it in the comments. If you guys have something you think about, but there's, I, I, um, I, I think about this a lot too, because, um, I'm building a game experience kind of thing with unity right now. And that's something I, because I'm not a huge gamer and because I get so frustrated and, and annoyed with games so easily, like I got, um, Zelda, the, the Hyrule one and mm-hmm. I got the switch and I played it and I love the game as an experience, but it's a part-time job. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, as much as I love it, I'm like, I'm just not going to invest all this time. I, I ended up spending hours like hours like i don't know 400 hours or something but i I, but i don't play games normally though like i'll the thing i love about that game is i was like it says go here i'm like no fuck off i'm going this other way you know that's yeah and they're like go ahead man have fun and that's the beauty of that game it's that's what's really special i think you're like what's that fucking skyscraper in the background and And then you go and and i didn't use a maze I didn't yeah. ever use the portals ever. So for yeah. the longest time I would just travel through things and then I would learn and I would die and I would try things. And so for that reason, I love that game for so many reasons. That game is a fucking great game, but yeah. Yeah. Another game that I played recently that I really, really love. It's been on my list for a long time, which was inside. Poof. Oh yeah. Inside is really cool. Brilliant really like game. That game. Brilliant game. I really love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that one is, it's so cool too because you could if you wanted to beat it in one sitting but like it it doesn't take yeah you could beat it in a couple nights and it doesn't like waste your time and i feel like a lot of games just don't value your time or they're just not made for 30 year olds like us no they're (laughs) not yeah they're made for 
They want to get stuck in there. I have one hour of free time. Okay, great. That's all. Like, I did nothing in this game. That's so awesome. I think for me, too, it's like as much as I want to play like games like The Last of Us, I want to actually learn 3D Coat or Ableton or play music or like something so much more or drive my car, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like there's so many distractions as much as I want to. It's like, hmm. But I I definitely, it, it, it is next on my list. I have a whole, I have like 13 games on my list from all of my friends that have recommended things to me. And yeah, like I even got Alien Isolation. Alien is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and it's it, I, it was so hard to play because I was always like, uh, uh, where is it at? Uh, I'm going to die. Like That game I, was like, I thought it was really cool. It's like, a brilliant game. It was. It looked so awesome. Oh, it's too. It's like walking around yeah. this, this drum set. Stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. It's amazing. And it really looks good. Like it looks, looks the great. Part. Yeah. yeah, they did an outstanding job. But the experience is like so nerve wracking. Like, ah, so. But oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was me, like the Resident Evil Two remake. Like oh. I binged that shit so hard. <laughs> like I, that was like my favorite game as a kid. So to see it, you know, remastered like completely, I was like, I gotta fucking. I was like waking up early so I could play it even more before work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that feeling though. Don't you yeah, love that feeling when you're so, really into something? Yeah, it was awesome, and it's like I think I play video games more because I have a job and I need like a break in between. I'm like, I just need to like turn my brain off and blow yeah. shit up. Um, I would probably play them less if I like worked at home, I think, hmm. but it's just like, I need, I need balance. Like I need contrast and I can't just come home and be like, Oh cool. I'm going to sit down at the computer and start making art. Like, even though I just did that for 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you have like 10% left in the tank you're like, ah, I just want to recharge for a second. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you guys probably deal with a bit of a uh, like burnout and stuff, huh? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, all, all we, of us do, I guess. I think, yeah, it, it's inevitable. And I think these games are so like handcrafted that it really does take years and years to make a good game. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the project is. You're always going to be like, I don't care. By the end, you're like, I'm so sick of whatever this is. Like, it's been years, please. So <laughs> that's that's kind of when I turn to personal work. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like my job is do the same thing. But when I come home, it's like just play, just explore, experiment. And I think I just do a lot of like quick experiments. I don't really have time to do finished paintings lately, but yeah. I'll just you know, open up 3d coat for an hour and just fuck around. Sure. Is there something on your current list or in the near future of like a program or a thing that you want to learn or do? Uh, I just started learning substance painter. So I'm mm. kind of curious, like learning all the ins and outs of that. Cause it's, it's really fucking powerful. It's incredibly it, powerful. Yeah. Like I right used hands. it a couple times at work and it just blew my fucking mind. I'm jealous. Like, you probably so have a pro quick. that uses it there too, huh? Of course. Yeah. Damn, fucker. I'm <laughs> jealous. I need to go. Do you think you guys would let me I'll talk to HR and maybe I can go for like a month and be like a resident artist and just like fart around and like absorb all your guys' uh, information and I'll bounce, go back home. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sounds we, good. We'll totally do that. But <laughs> you got to pay me and we're not going to meet at work. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Nah, I was like, um, Part of me, I mean, when I hear that sounds awesome, I'm just, I'm really far away from all that stuff and I don't want to move and stuff. So, but part of me like misses that studio life just because of that, like, man, it would be so convenient just to be like, Hey, Bill, show me substance. And then I would yeah. just 
Cause like so many times I'll be working on something and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, how do you do that? And then I got to watch a tutorial and then that person to tell me, right. And then three hours later, I got something that seriously probably takes you five minutes. So that's a real yeah. fucking kick in the balls being at home a lot. So, but there's trade offs. So I love my silence. How does it work for you? Do you, when you're at work, do you do headphones or do you work in like tan, like in spells of time or do you have a lot of meetings? How does it work? What's your daily flow like? We luckily don't have meetings, which is That's really nice. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super it's disruptive. Just, it's just, um, our info is straight from John, who's our art director. So he'll, he'll swing by like once or twice a day to just make sure we're, we're doing what he said. Yeah. Good but to work, but mostly, yeah, it's like, it's very chill. Cause you know, John's been my friend for like over 10 years now. Awesome. I, like I met him when I was in high school. So it's really funny that he's my art director. <laughs> Small world then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, but yeah, it, it's really chill. It's mostly like I, I just put on noise canceling headphones and, uh, which ones do you have? Got the Sony Sony ones. Uh, yeah, I have those too. So there. Sony needs to make names for their headphones because that's all we call them, even though they have like 400 of them. <laughs> it's like a MX 2000 yeah. or some shit. I don't know. Sure. It's got a code. It's got a code name. Only reason but, I ask is because there's these ones that I was looking at. Have you heard of the Neurophone? No. N-U-R-A phone. Check them out. Interesting. They have like, okay. the, they're designed by like some kind of crazy engineer, but they're like, they have an inner ear one and then an outer ear one. And they're super gnarly, apparently. And they're Whoa. supposed to like provide some of the most insane sound. Um, and they basically, they do a test on your air, your ear and your ear canal and how your ear works and how it reverbs information and sound. And they make a certain signature for your ear and the sound a signature is made perfect or bespoke for you. So when you listen Whoa. to something it's made for you and your body. I love that some stoner engineer was like, no, we're going 10 times harder we're than going any hard, other. Baby. Like we're going to do it. I love that shit. I'm That's great. I get so fucking turned on by that stuff. <laughs> I love that <laughs> stuff. Like that kind of technology just pumps me up. So, but they're expensive. They're like 400 bucks. But, but if you use them all the time well, and you love music and you like the good yeah. stuff, well then there you go. I do so. like, I think these headphones are the, fucking game changers like i i'm probably gonna get hit by a car because the noise canceling is so good <laughs> don't wear them in the like, street no i gotta <laughs> i just walk i just walk in the street and see what happens <laughs> but like i i can't hear fucking anything but what i'm listening to and i'll, I'll go on a airplane and i hear uh, nothing it's oh, so nice that's that's bliss i, I often wear my wear headphones them everywhere sleep. wow wow they're kind of big yeah. though right yeah but sometimes I'm like, what if I just heard nothing? That'd be pretty cool. That's awesome. Or I like, like put the audiobook on a timer and it's yes. just it's like a little bedtime story. So you do audible then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love audible. What's a, what's a recent book that you've been listening to or, uh, or a, a book, huge, a list of books that you like? I'm a huge nerd. So I just listen to fantasy books. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's so like forgotten to. realms books and stuff. Those? I don't. I don't know what that is. Actually, <laughs> you're not a fucking nerd. I just got out nerded right nerd, away. Guess level one. <laughs> uh, forgotten realms books. Yeah. So forgotten realms. I read. I read these a lot as a kid growing up. Yeah, it's weird. You didn't know about these. Um, you'll recognize it once you look it up. Called forgotten realms. 
Um, I, I only listen to like intellectual fantasy oh, books. Yeah, bro. Like, Sorry, bro. <laughs> <I don't laughs> no, I'm listening to uh, what is this series called? Um, the First Law trilogy. The First Law. The first yeah, law. that one's pretty cool. It's got some really sick imagery in it. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before that, I was listening to um, what is that called? The, the way of Kings, it's like huge, epic, super long fantasy, way too long. <laughs> like the, the audiobooks are like 48 hours. Oh, I'm like, all right, let's fucking ouch. do it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> It'll take me forever. But I'm like, man, that was definitely didn't need to be 48 hours long. You need an editor. But Oof. that was pretty cool once I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a huge investment. I sometimes do that with like Stephen King books too. Some of his like it was crazy long but yeah. it's so good though and you I, kind of I, I can't it, have it yeah. any other way you know so. it's it's to me it's like a whole you know whole couple seasons of a tv show so i'm like yeah it's kind of the same thing i'm just like listening to this huge cast of characters and there's so many different things going on but yeah i agree i'm like dude you could probably make it in like 12 hours why does it need to be 48 hours i think it's so clutch for people like us and what we do to to do audiobooks, it's so important because it stimulates your imagination. It helps oh, yeah. you see things. It helps you vision things. And like when I listen to audiobooks, I'm literally watching it in my head. So yeah, and it's boring to render. So I need some sort of stimulation. Yes, just like it's kind of on autopilot if I'm just like painting all day. So I need yeah. I need something going on on the side. Do you listen to podcasts at all? Yeah, I listen to to your podcast. Oh, <laughs> damn, baby, plug it and uh, world's best art cafe. Dude. Yeah, no, not fart coffee. No, listen, not fart coffee. No, no, no. <laughs> I listen, yeah, I listen to like Joe Rogan stuff occasionally. Like, yeah. I love his like his archaeologist guests and his Those scientist guests and stuff. Like, I don't care about MMA, and I yeah. really, I definitely like don't like his podcast when it's just like him and his buddies goofing around <laughs> i'm like yeah. oh my god i'm like so tired of hearing this shit yeah uh, it's total like, goofball oh, ruining everything i'm like all right get yeah. some new fucking material man yeah it gets annoyance a bit repetitive <laughs> yeah but i love so, that about joe because he's so multifaceted yeah he yeah, just but, had graham uh, hancock on i think or yeah i just i just listened to that and That's i was interesting like one. Yeah. if any of this shit is true this is the craziest shit i've ever heard yeah lost civilizations and shit it's not yeah and, and obviously like for me that's that's, that's a huge thing i'm yeah, into you get super bonered out for it yeah yeah i got the big peepee after listening to that one. <laughs> like, oh here he comes hey Tony, he's got his headphones on he's listening to freaking graham again yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> hanging out just Pat, sitting at my desk with a rager pan yep. bulging are you into true crime at all yeah, my girlfriend is obsessed. She listens to every fucking really? popular true crime thing. Did she She's listen obsessed. to Case Files? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the one she I listen loved, to. She and my oh, favorite Case murder, like fucked. every episode. Like I listen to like the best hits of that stuff, but sure. I can't just hang out in a murder world all it's day. It's so gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's too much. And I'll listen to like you know, the craziest one or something. She'll, she'll kind of filter the toy box. You listen like. to toy box killer. You listen to that one. No. Oh God. That's one of the, it's the gnarliest one so far on case files. And I've gone through about Whoa. 40 of them. Jeez. Oof, my goodness. People are that. Some people are just horrible, man. 
Yeah. It's like, I I can't even fathom it. It's like, Whoa, man. I I need like, I can do it occasionally, but I need, I need to like balance out all the bullshit, awful stuff in the world. So sometimes I'm like, can I just, can I just go to a magical realm for a second? Watch Ratatouille (laughs) for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Just can I like zone out and, and go to another place? You know, I need I like all the media I like kind of takes me to a different place. And it's why I don't like, like I hate shows that are like drug dealer shows. Cause I'm like, dude, what's the fucking best case scenario here? Like he's going to get away with it. Like this is a terrible, like he's just, you're just watching someone get stressed out and like worried they're going to get caught all the, all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking hang out in Arizona with meth heads. I'm sorry. Like, so wanna, you like I'll, breaking bad. All right. I despise that show. But <laughs> That's I'm, so like, funny. I understand that it's a good show. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I cannot hang out in that world. That's so, like, that's so interesting. It bums me out way too much. Yeah, like, it's no, hard. I got to go, I got to go to Westeros and hang out with my, my homies. <laughs> you need some escapism. You don't need yeah, not enough like reality. Yeah, that's like everything I like. That's yeah. why I only listen to fiction. Like I just, I only like escapist stuff. So. Yeah. That's interesting because there's definitely a divide there. I like them both, but yeah, there's there's certain levels like Mache and I started going back into the fantasy stuff. And then I, I think I'm in the realm in my, re- my life now where I like the real true crime, real stuff, you know? So I'm yeah. okay with dealing with that. And then the escapism stuff, I'm like, this is fucking hokey bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, Although I, I love totally, it though. And I, when I grew up, I loved it so much. That's like, I mean, I did all the Tolkien books and like all these other things. I would just smash through books and, that's got me really inspired and that's what I got into with art because I would see it in my head. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I don't know why, like, I guess I never grew out of it, but it's just like all I like and, and, but that's not true. I guess I love watching documentaries and I do, yeah. I do watch true crime stuff, documentaries all the time. Well, a good documentary is very special and there are a few and far between, yeah. but there's some good ones. There's a really good show. I just watched called escape from Danamara. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, maybe your girlfriend might like it. It's really good. It's on Showtime, but it's a um, Ben Stiller directs it, and it's got uh, Benicio del Toro in it, and uh, Paul Dano, who's fucking so good. Oh yeah, I heard about this show, dude. Actually. So good. I mean, do I'm you like Fargo? Do you like Fargo? Yeah, I do like Fargo. So yeah, Fargo is one of my favorite movies. And then the show, I was so hesitant because I was like, "Fuck, you can't make a show off of this because the movie is so freaking good." It's a weird move to make a Fargo show, by the way, like 30 years after. But it's so good, though. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, I watched um, all the seasons. They're all so different. Each one of them was so different. But this has that same level of like really well shot and really well edited and really well composed and like amazing acting. It hits like all the check boxes and like it's super addictive to watch, too. So it's like, yeah, Mm. it's just really, really good. Yeah, Yeah, I I was like getting so hyped on that formula one documentary oh on netflix yeah i watched that like probably two and a half times now wow damn okay (laughs) yeah i was like this is the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen because i had no idea oh it's crazy about it before and i was like there's all these cool stories and rivalries and like this cast of characters basically in this real sport and i can just follow it right now that's so cool it is really crazy and there's a lot of stuff that's what makes people like it because there's so much to it. So many dynamics, there's the cars and the personalities and the teams and the companies. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's like something you would see 
in like a Pixar movie or something where it's like his dad died the year before doing <laughs> racing and he's just wanted to live up to that legacy and like make it to the Ferrari team. And I'm like, yeah. what? This is a real thing that happened? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's gnarly, dude. There's a, yeah, racing and stuff is super crazy. And at the end of the day, it's all about like the human will. That's really the story. It's like the human will to try to push and because, you know, it's, they're not curing cancer. They're not saving lives. It's like they're, and if anything, they're like incredibly destructive to the planet. Oh, like the, and the logistics they, and, and stuff is horrible. They also die. <laughs> yeah, and they die too. So it's like, yeah, it's like a lose-lose situation in regards to like the overall experience. But it's also really entertaining and very unique. And it is the human experience. Yeah, um, it just, it gets me like, it gets my fucking blood pumping, man. Just <laughs> seeing them, yeah, just like push it to the limit and like, really put everything on the table and they're like, I don't even think about death anymore. I'm just going to go as fast as I fucking can so I can beat my rival. Cause I fucking hate his stupid face. Yeah. And they're like, they're, t- they're talking about like decimal points, you know, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's they're on the razor's edge too. It's, it's really I love bizarre. It, yeah. Super. Bizarre. And some of them are so funny cause they're such dicks to each other. And oh like, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's great crazy to see the ego. variety. It's like, you know, slightly related to art like we don't do anything even close to dangerous but we just sit all day yeah but but it's cool to see how like some people are these like very quiet dickish personalities that don't like talking and they hate their teammate and then there's the other people that are like super jokey jokey positive all the time like oh it's just like art it's like you could just decide who you want to be like you can be a dick, fine, and no one likes you. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> cool. yeah, it's very much the human situation. It's all connected. Yeah. Um, you mentioned traveling. You big on traveling? Oh, I love traveling, yeah. Like, I, I, if I could do anything, I would just do personal paintings and travel forever. Like, that's, that's, that's what I want to do with my life. That's it's, a, it's, the, the end goal? I I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I didn't do that until I met Shaddy at Naughty Dog and, and we worked together for a couple of years before he left. And I think just like a couple of weeks in, we had kind of vibed and he's like, Hey man, I'm going to go do this road trip up the coast. Do you want to like go buy a laptop and like come paint? with me i'm like oh fuck yeah that's the coolest thing i've ever heard that starts and, that's the start of a case files podcast episode yeah exactly <laughs> and Aton's like, head was met, found on the cliff yeah i never <laughs> met him i didn't he just emailed me it was all through emails <laughs> through craigslist he sent, yeah. he sent me some pictures of somebody else it was pretty weird uh but yeah we, we went on this whole fucking adventure up the coast and we were seeing like all these different weather conditions because it'd be like pouring rain one day and then it would be super fucking hot. And like the, the, the California coast is like some of the most beautiful landscape I've ever seen, like the cliffs and the wildflowers and stuff. And there were like seals everywhere on the beach. And we would just kind of trek into these, you know, like hop fences and trek into a little sneaky spot and go paint the ocean. And it just like, it just set my brain on fire. Cause I'm like, this is, I'm going on an adventure and I'm doing art because usually art was this like solitary, like sit in your office, 
in a dark room. Yeah. Cause you're like, I don't want the glare. Yeah. All the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to watch top 10 anime fight scenes. And <laughs> Damn, that then, sounds good, dude. Yeah. It does sound pretty cool. But I, I was just like mind blown. And from there we like ramped it up. We did a whole trip to France and Italy and I went yes. with uh, John Sweeney and he, that was before he worked at Naughty Dog and from that trip, he ended up making his Naughty Dog portfolio after that because he had learned so much just painting the landscape and like, you know, talking to us about what we do. Yeah. That he he just like grinded for like two or three months and he got the job like right from from not Sick. being super good. Like from yeah, not that's having what Chase said. Good, Chase said yeah. when you met him, he was like, eh, your art's blah. And then like he just started shredding hard and then like now he's just ripping it. Yeah. Dude, at, he, he like awesome. at the time, like submitted the best test they had ever seen. That's so like, cool. like no one has ever aced it like this. Like they used it as a concept for the game. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Like that, that's what you want to do with the test, man. You want to love that. Make just them use it. Home run the shit out of that yeah. thing. Props yeah. to him. I love like, hearing that stuff. Yeah. We, we just always try like as much as I can, I, I'll try to, to do a trip every year, like a big, big, crazy thing. Like, like a 10 day thing overseas. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like we, we went to Vietnam for six weeks to see that. the, yeah, it was the most mind blowing thing I've ever done. Like we saw the biggest cave on earth yes. and it was, uh, I can't even describe it. It's like the new, yeah, you have to be the there, new, right? It's the new 10 for everything. I judge all things against that fucking cave. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no Sandung, but it's pretty cool. That's what it's called, Sandung. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Hawaii, we did like a bunch. We did like Where a in Hawaii? trip in Switzerland. Uh, we went to Kauai. Oh, yeah. Kauai is amazing. Did you go to the Nepali coast? Yeah. Yeah. We saw it How crazy three is that? different ways. We saw it by air, by sea, and by land. Dude. Did you? Yeah. So you went out. So you went on the boat and you looked up towards it like the beginning of Jurassic Park? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and then yes. we, we did like a helicopter thing oh, and then dude. we did like a hike to it. Like we yes. did. We I hiked that whole trail. Up. I hiked that whole northern Oh my, face. dude, I couldn't even. 14 miles I, or something. I could not do that. We did like a third and I was like, oh, I can see it in the distance, but that's yeah. as much as I'm going to hike. Dude, it was brutal. Carried a pack and everything. I was supposed to take eight hours or nine hours of still straight hiking. And yeah. we, were, we were jamming. We got through it in six and a half hours. And so get this. this is always a funny story. I always tell people. <laughs> I love this story. So my buddy Brian and I, I think it was for my birthday. My wife's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to go back home. I grew up in Hawaii. I didn't grow up in Kauai, but I grew up in Hawaii. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, it's a, it was a blessing for sure. And so we, I went, I hadn't been to Kauai. And then my brother, my buddy Brian and I, we love like hiking and stuff. So I was like, Brian, let's go to Kauai. We'll hike this trail, blah, blah, blah. And it's supposed to be really pretty risky. But um, anyways, we pack up all our stuff and we um, pack up like we overpack like morons, carry all this fucking weight. Oh, no. Pots yeah. and pans. And just like all the stuff. Yeah, we look like like hobbits going off to Mordor and shit. Anyways, this, the, the trail is so gnarly. Like every vein of the mountain, you go up and down in an elevation of about 800 feet. So you go oh every time that there's a vein where there's like 40 veins or so. So you go down 800, then back up 800. And then you come up and you, we see this, you see an epic view, you know, you see like whales beaching and like all this like stuff happening out in the ocean. And it's just Whoa. epic, you know, like it's hard to explain how fucking amazing that is. Just the same thing when you're trying to explain to me this cave thing. You just right. can't. Nature is so powerful where when it catches you, you're just like, 
you just, you did literally say nothing. You're like, okay, this is, I feel like perfect. This is perfect. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we finally go like we're hiking and going through and it's just like we're getting obliterated and the sun's baking and stuff. And anyways, we get towards the end of this like long trail and this thing and we're coming up to this clearing and there's all this grass and we come up past it and there's this huge beach, you know, we're coming up on it. And right when we get through this grass, there's this like fucking, have you seen something about Mary? The movie something about Mary. Uh, I barely remember. You remember like the neighbor lady that was always sun tanning. Yeah. The old lady. Yeah. The old lady. Yeah. Like imagine that, but like a man dick up laying right in the fucking right in the path. And I'm like, I just want to, like, I wanted to like oh, rhino stomp him. Like you fucking, you, no, I was like, dude, <laughs> you know, I, we hiked this long journey to come see this pristine beach. And I'm just see like this dude's just like rusty, shitty tan foreskin, just laying on the <laughs> fucking path. I'm like, fuck dude, I hate humans. <laughs> Imagine from his perspective, though, where he like got all the way out there and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take my dick out. Yep. That's I'm going to I'm going to go treat myself. (laughs) Whatever, dude. Yeah. I mean, you could do that anywhere. He just did it right there. And I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. I was like, what goes through your mind? I don't know. Why? Why? Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I respect the, 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 the balls, literally. No pun. Are all mm. pun intended? I respect the the that you have that kind of thing about you that you're okay with it. But dude, go do it somewhere else, man. <laughs> it's just it's like, so weird. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. That was a super weird move, but it was like the funniest thing because we're I'm at the, probably the one of the most beautiful places in my life. Just did this gnarly hike, and the gift right to the beach is this fucking shriveled up hippie fucking dick hanging out that's, like that's your reward man but you know what at least <laughs> you got a good story this, you got this story yeah, yeah it's like, a good story you, you yeah. have this forever because if you went and there was no crusty old dick you'd yeah. be like yeah this was pretty cool but now you're gonna tell this story to everybody that's true is it I, I actually should find him and thank him for the epic experience because it's uh you know it's what i think about when i masturbate okay yeah so yeah super cool like <laughs> it looks like a 7-eleven hot dog that's yes. awesome yes it's horrible yeah, traveling's awesome. There's a photographer that I follow on YouTube every once in a while. His name is Thomas Heaton. You ever heard of Thomas Heaton? No. You should check him out. He has this. So I got kind of like obsessed with this idea of taking like a van and then turning it into like kind of like this little like camping vessel thing where I can. Oh, yeah. Van life. Dude. Yeah. So I got a little obsessed with it. My wife's like, shut up about it. So, cause I have, I have like a pretty gnarly car and I was like, maybe I'll sell it and I'll do this crazy build. And she's like, you're crazy. Don't do it. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I, I decided not to, but for now at least, but, um, my brother he, did that. Did he? Yeah. How long he, did it last? He's, I mean, he's still got it. Wow. Okay. Still rocking it. And he's, he's, is he out and about with it or is he, he's not, not, he's not fully committed to van life, but he has a van (laughs) that has converted it. it, So it has like a a bed and shelves and like, he's, he's really into rock climbing. So it has all the storage for his stuff Yeah, and he'll just go and, and that's how he camps. He just like parks somewhere and then he's like, I'm, I'm there. I'm right at the mountain. What a boss man. Older or younger brother. He's younger. That's cool, man. That's awesome. What a free spirit. I bet he, he's, has he seen free solo yet? 
Yeah, he's like, can everyone stop asking me if I've seen Free Solo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sure. like, he's like, I'm glad that everyone knows about climbing now because that documentary. Yeah, but, like, but it's also got to be annoying, right? Yeah, he's like, that's fucking, that's like one of like the millions of people that I know who do this. I'm like, I want to just talk about something else. Sure. Yeah. So then you could ask him. So what do you think about? that part of the movie <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. shut the fuck up yeah the van life thing is cool but if you watch thomas heaton's uh, youtube he has a whole thing about his van that he made and he converted it and it's a fuck it's super rad because he's kind of meticulous so he has like and it's not like for a rock climber guy it's like for an artist guy so it's That's really cool. cool i think if you watch it you're gonna be like oh uh yeah more need right here i want this i guarantee you'll watch that and go Oh yeah, I want this thing because <laughs> it's so rad because he can literally just go in this little like Ford kind of little van and go anywhere with it. And, um, he can go experience the world, you know, and take mm. photographs and stuff. And so, yeah, I got really like turned on to the idea of doing that because I get so happy when I'm out in nature. I mean, I love being home too, but I love being out in nature. So and we live in Southern California and just California in general, we live around a lot of really epic nature. Sure. Um, and and I think too, like you don't have to go super far to learn about, you know, color and lighting and see cool shit. Like everywhere. Oh no. Yeah. Everywhere you can everywhere. find some hiking or some mountain overlook somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Kansas, they don't have mountains. Yeah, then you got to get out. No, I live uh, right next but, to a, like a real rad little mountain and I race my car up all the time and I go take yeah. photos. It's epic. I love it. Yeah, like I'm I'm in Santa Monica, so it's like I got all this, the coast and the mountains and stuff and it's yeah. like 15, 20 minutes and I'm in a forest. It's I'm so fucking lucky yeah. to live here. And But I, I, I don't think you have to live like some super awesome place just to learn about it. Like I think yeah. everyone can just go outside and watch the sunset and learn way more about color than looking at, you know, those fucking like color theory diagrams. I still don't understand them. Me neither. I don't I care. Trying, I'm like, I'm what? A tetrachrome? I don't know. But I look at a sunset and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, exactly. So it's a testament to, me, to how we learn. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't get, I'm not analytical like that. I don't understand graphs and, and shit like that. So same. I'm learning to me. Sorry. Go, oh, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. To you. Oh, it's just, to me, it's just like go outside and, and observe, put your fucking phone away and just pretend that you're doing a painting, but don't do anything. Just look and see what color everything is and look what's happening to the lighting and just watch as the sun goes down and see what changes and what happens. And you're going to learn like a hundred times more than you will looking at a book or even doing a study of a sunset, like just go fucking see one and, and really be analytical about it and learn from it. Yeah. And maybe go with like a friend that also gets off on that stuff. Cause it'll help a oh, yeah. experience like, too. I forgot to mention, like that's how like the whole thing happened is like, uh, Nick Jindro hit up Shaddy to do like painting outdoor and he was doing like oil painting and stuff. And it just became like a thing. And like us it, at its biggest, we had like 10 people and we were just every Sunday for a long time, for like years, we're going plein air painting all over LA. Awesome. And like nobody told us to do that. No, we just you love were it. super into it and it ended up being like the coolest thing ever. And we ended up going on trips and stuff. We all went to Utah and Arizona and like did this huge fucking trip, like eight Sick. people. 
And all we did was go to different locations and paint. And it was so fucking cool. That's awesome. Have you yeah. ever considered getting into photography or do you, are you into photography at all? I, I just, uh, I know nothing. I just take photos with my, my phone. Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's an adequate camera still. Yeah. That's an adequate camera. It's good. It I'll just yeah. take it and then I color correct it like while I'm there. And I think that's super important for sure. like, if you're going to use it as a reference later, like make yeah. sure it actually looks sort of like what it is, but you still gotta kind of have to remember what it looks like still. Yeah. The white balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, right. I, I don't know enough to fiddle with the camera and get it to look good. Oh, I wish I, I wish I lived near you. I could show you cause I think you'd probably like it. And, and photography is such a I think it's it's such a gift to an artist like yourself, especially because of the way that you manipulate and use light. Um, mm. It's just like such a, yeah, it's a whole nother level. I have a drone too. So that's just like, and that oh, thing takes incredible cool. work, you know, take, it takes incredible shots too. So, you know, there is a, there is a learning curve to using a camera, but honestly, if you were to spend like a day with me, I could, you would do, you'd be able to pick it up. It's no problem, you know, cause it's pretty easy once you break it down and go, okay, well, this is how the camera works. And then these are the settings that you want to optimize the best thing that you get from it. And then you just work from there and there's, you take a photo, but the photo's not done until you get in the computer. I always say that there's, for me, there's two photographers. There's one out in the field and there's one back at home. Yeah. And there's a process that you have to go through once you get home too, to really pull the, because oftentimes cameras don't capture what our eyes see because they don't have enough dynamic range to see the range of information. So you have to yeah. basically pull I think it back out. So that, that's, what's so cool about like plein air painting is you're kind of painting an impression or yes. like the essence of what you're seeing. Yeah. You're like, yeah, maybe if you took a perfect photo, the colors wouldn't be like what I had it, but it like, it felt that way. Yeah. It just felt like it was that super bright green to me. So I painted it that way and it, it's super cool to kind of see the translation of that where you're, you're just deciding, on your own, you're like, no, that sky is like way more blue in my painting. I'm just deciding that because that's what it feels like to me. It's yeah. Really cool. That same decision that you make when you're painting is the same way that I approach my photography when I'm doing grading as well. Yeah. Go, oh yeah. It wasn't like that, but it felt this way. People go, Oh, it looks like you, it looks like a set of seven or something like, but that's just how it felt. I didn't mean, I don't not, I'm not looking at seven going like, I want this to look like seven. I'm just like the place felt like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking seven specifically. I was just, I felt green and it felt like uh, dark and dingy and it just felt weird or whatever it might be. And, yeah. And it, yeah. yeah, it's just like, we're all just trying to make cool shit. Yes, exactly. You know? That's Who cares? It. It's like, it doesn't matter. So it's yeah. like, nobody, nobody's fact checking your photo against the place and nobody's fact checking a plein air painting against the actual place. They just well, want to see cool shit. Yeah. If they are, fuck off fucking asshole yeah get out of here <laughs> with your facts and logic fuck <laughs> off i'm an artist i want to express myself yeah um dude we should probably wrap this up i do this has been awesome it's literally like i'm talking to myself this is great and i love <laughs> me i love me no I'm, jokes aside but no it's it's really cool i'm glad we finally got a chance to talk i know you're busy i know you got a lot of stuff going on so i appreciate you spending the time with myself and then all of our listeners as well and being a part of this so is there yeah, anything man, that I, I didn't mention? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there anything I didn't mention that you wanted to make sure we discussed? Uh, no, I, th I think we, we talked, talked a I lot. I think people are sick of hearing me. Probably. Probably. I checked out about 30 minutes ago. Oh, that's cool. That's great, man. <laughs> so fucked up. I've been On that note, like, that's it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but no. yeah, it's, it's, uh, thanks for having me, man. It was Welcome. really cool talking to you and I've been like a long time lurker fan oh. of yours. So, like, uh, thanks, I love buddy. your, your shorts are so fucking cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah it's really cool to, to hear you. Stuff. We'll make some stuff together sometime. I'd appreciate it. that'd be a lot of fun. We have you, me, John, maybe Mache. We'll all make a, some kind of weird thing. That'd be fun. Hell yeah, man. That sounds awesome. Sick. Awesome. Thank you so much. Best of luck with everything. Don't work too hard. Have some fun travels. Excited to check out some of these audiobooks and links that you shared with us. And uh, yeah, have a good night. Awesome. Thanks. And if you uh, are still listening, you're awesome. You made it like yes. three fucking hours. Way to go. Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're a trooper. No, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure that there's there's a, a lot of gems, so I'm I'm hoping that people that started listening to this and went through the, all the whole thing. Most of the time, when I think we did some study on it, whatever, uh, people just listen the whole thing. So it's That's very rare great. people check out. So um, yeah, and I guess it's just a testament to like keeping things moving and honest and direct because I think everybody now is the the currency of the day is authenticity. We all want that. So yeah. That's great, man. You're doing a great thing, man. I, I love hearing the interviews and just, I love relaxed conversations with people I like, you know, it's really cool. Boom. And just like that, that is another episode. Big thank yous, of course, to Aton for coming on the show and sharing his time with us. And also thanks to you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this, you know? Um, yeah, these, these episodes are, they're, they're so much fun. I really enjoy being a part of it and, and, and recording them and meeting people and getting to know more about artists that I admire. So, and I'm glad that you're going along the journey with us as well. And I'm hoping that some of the words that we've said here have resonated with you in a positive way and have helped you in some way. Uh, as usual, you can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 204. And uh, I think we can promote this now. Hopefully it's, it's out by then, but we removed the book section from the website for a bit because we were trying to figure out another way, but we ended up putting it back up there. So oftentimes a lot of you guys ask about what books I read, why I read them, all that kind of stuff. So I have a decent part of my library, my personal library up on the collective podcast with like straight links. So you just look at a category that you like on there. I'm going to go up there right now. Uh, like the podcast. It's up at the top section of the website. It's books. And if you click on it, um, you know, like if you want to learn anatomy, if you click on there, I have a couple different sections of anatomy and they have these really great useful books, digital art books, um, Tomo stuff, um, just different collections of books, things on motivation and on writing and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and those things take you right to what you need. I wouldn't ever share anything that I don't use or, think would be encouraging for you to try and check out. So everything that's all these books, um, if you're at all interested in any of these topics, get them all, you know, buy them used, buy them cheap, um, use them and get better and be awesome. So yeah, check that out. We have a couple other really cool things coming out from the collective that, um, are in the works, um, regarding merchandise and things that we'll be able to, uh, talk about further um once it comes along but um yeah super excited anyways longest intro recorded for tcp uh, history as of now and i'm gonna sign off you guys have an amazing day you know the drill go out there be powerful be prolific peace out everybody